Implementation of OBE in Basic Statistics by Asanu Agustin. Asanu Agustin is an assistant professor in the Department of Mathematics. She facilitates courses in mathematics and statistics. Basic Statistics is a complementary course offered in the curriculum of Bachelors in Computer Applications. This article is about my experiments and experiences regarding the implementation of outcome-based education in basic statistics. It includes an outline of the teaching learning practices, assessment, question pattern and evaluation of the course. Difficulties faced during the implementation of OBE are also included. Basic Statistics is a complementary course in the curriculum of the Bachelor of Computer Applications BCA program. The course intends to give a basic idea about collection and presentation of statistical data, measures of central tendency and dispersion, permutations and combinations, probability theory and random variables. It introduces the students to the concepts and logic of statistical reasoning. The subject endeavors to provide an introductory level practical ability to use the appropriate methods of collection of data, employ right analysis, present the data effectively and apply the theory of probability in correct scenarios. As statistics finds applications and scope in an extensive range of domains, people use it in their everyday life knowingly or unknowingly. This write-up solely includes my personal experiments and experiences regarding the implementation of outcome-based learning for basic statistics. As the first step in the journey, Marine College has taken great efforts to educate the academicians, researchers, faculties and students about outcome-based education. Outcome-based education is a process of restructuring the curriculum, learning and teaching practices, methods of assessment and criteria of evaluation. By unlearning the traditional kind of chalkboard method and being open to innovative and collective learning, we have successfully completed a semester of outcome-based education. This system of education predominantly gives priority to the end product or a result accomplished by the learner. So, the entire course outcomes have been reworked in such a way that they are measurable and outcome-based. After numerous months of discussion and consultation with the department council, subject experts, peer groups and meritorious alumni, the course outcomes were finalized and the mapping of these outcomes with the program outcomes and program-specific outcomes was done effectively. The finalized course outcomes of basic statistics are as follows. Collect and present statistical data objectively. Calculate measures of central tendency and dispersion. Solve problems of probability, permutations and combinations. Calculate probability by applying theoretical results. Find the probability distribution function, expectation, variance and moments of random variables. The teaching learning method was more student-centric. A detailed course plan for 90 instructional hours was prepared. 
The course plan included a proposed time schedule, teaching learning methods, methods of assessment and evaluation, and activities for advanced as well as slow learners. Instead of giving more importance to lecturing, the proposed learning methodologies included a wide range of student-centric methods. Some of them were flipped classroom, peer discussion, and collective problem-solving sessions, etc. And all the activities were designed in such a way that it contributed to the attainment of some desired measurable outcomes. Let me give an example of an activity assigned to the students as part of the continuous assessment. The entire class was divided into six groups, each consisting of 10 members. The activity comprised two components, a survey part and an analysis part. The survey part included a selection of a quantitative attribute, example, height of students, time consuming by internet browsing, marks scored by a student, etc. Then selection of a proper sample, example, first year graduates in the college or faculties in the institution, etc. And collection and presentation of the data regarding the chosen attribute, preferably in tabular form. The analysis part included the identification and selection of a desirable measure of a central tendency, example, mean, median, etc., and its calculation. At the end, each group was asked to submit a report of the activity and present the drawn observations or conclusions. By this activity, I was able to measure whether the students had attained the course outcomes 1 and 2 mentioned above. Similar methods of teaching, learning and evaluation were implemented to measure the remaining outcomes. The model platform, in-house software MCKA, visual applications like Screencast-O-Matic, etc. were effectively utilized for better results. One of the challenging stages in the implementation of outcome-based education was, of course, the preparation of a question bank that included questions of higher taxonomy. We had to rework all the questions prepared previously. Questions had to specifically contribute to the measurement of the attainment of outcomes. As course facilitators, we realized that instead of memory power, it is the ability of the student to analyze, comprehend, synthesize, apply, evaluate and create that should be examined. Let me give a model question prepared from the topic probability theory. It was very common to ask the question, state and prove the addition and multiplication rule of the probability of events. The learners were supposed to give the exact statement with correct proof. Even though students were free to apply any correct method of proof, the majority of them would produce the same proof which was explained by the course facilitator in the classroom. Let's see how the same concept was framed into a question in the outcome-based evaluation process. Consider the following question. Rohan speaks truth in 70% of the cases and Ridu in 85% of the cases. In what percentage of cases are they likely to contradict each other in stating the same fact? To answer this question correctly, the learner has to identify the events described in the situation, convert the same into symbolic form, understand the nature of the given events, and apply the addition and multiplication rule for two events. 
The learner's solution to this question enables the course facilitator to measure whether he or she has acquired course outcomes 3 partially and 4 mentioned above. Though the innovative methods of teaching learning, continuous assessment and evaluation seem interesting, the undertaking elements are not the DC. It is very challenging to identify a set of desirable course outcomes which are measurable and observable. The facilitator has a great responsibility to ensure that these course objectives are met successfully during the tenure of the course. Preparing an exciting and effective course plan with a range of activities is fundamental to the learners to attain the proposed results. Working with the learners, being open to a collaborative and collective learning method, facilitating and motivating the learner group consistently are all vital in the effective implementation of outcome-based education. Sharing and collaborating virtual environments to accomplish the specific outcomes in this pandemic scenario was one of the challenges. The assessment and evaluation process in OBE is also a time-consuming and Herculean task. The facilitator has to delineate rubrics for each activity appropriate to measure the learning at the time of evaluation. They should cater to the different levels of learners and should map with the course outcomes as well. The next step after the evaluation is to propose a remedial or advanced measures to upsurge and enhance the learning process of each student, especially the weaker ones. As an early bird in the implementation of OBE in our education system, it is very clear that this would create a radical change in the philosophy of education in the long run and also enrich the creativity of the facilitators as well.